service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 61. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Freya Volva. Freya, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so good. If you have not checked out last week's episode, what are you doing? Check it out. Make sure you are following Freya. She is on Twitter, at Freya underscore Volva. She's at OnlyFans, at Freya Volva. I have a link to her Twitter, her OnlyFans, in the Libsyn page from last week. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Full Service Pod. You can find me at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Ratings and reviews really do help for visibility for the podcast, so if you could, hit us with a five-star rating, write us a review, tell your friends, tell your pastor, tell everybody you know. Uh, we gotta spread the word. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Episode 61, I'm so excited. I'm actually, uh, I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, I'm heading down to Panama City. I'm actually uh, in Panama City Beach right now. I'll be here through Saturday. It's uh, getting real Myrtle Beach off-season vibes. That's how it's feeling right now. I feel like I haven't been to fucking Panama City since probably, my mom said, like, probably like 2004. So it's been like fucking, like, 16 years. I don't recognize anything at all. Uh, <laughs> my parents are like, do you remember when we did this? I'm like, nah, I don't remember it. I don't, Panama City is wiped from my brain. But it's a good spot. I, uh, I'm try- Hopefully I can do an interview while I'm down here or two. I will say, uh, <laughs> Panama City, uh, there's more no AA ads than sand. <laughs> Being a black dude trying to hire a sex worker in uh, Panama City, almost impossible. But hey, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm so excited for this episode today. Uh, episode 61, my guest is Charlotte-based dominatrix, cam model, phone sex operator, Domina Delilah Bliss. We uh, sat down a couple weeks ago, I guess, when I was uh, <laughs> on my little North Carolina tour. I uh, hit fucking Charlotte, Greenville, Raleigh, then uh, came back through Charlotte, and we uh, sat down. So excited. We talk about her career as a musician, cosmetologist, being a trans woman, getting into doming, being a cam model. We talk about stream mate, phone sex, healing trauma through domination. Fucking so much fun. Y'all, this... <laughs> This interview is so good. I, I love doing this. Shout out to Delilah. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Domina Delilah Bliss, on Twitter at MRian19, her website, dominadelilashears.us. I'll have a link to all of those in the Libsyn page from this week. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to get to this interview. Hope you enjoy this interview with Domina Delilah Bliss. I will see you on the other side. Thanks. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tag Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is Charlotte-based dominatrix and cam model, Domina Delilah Bliss. Delilah, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, actually, for having me. I'm like, this is so cool. Thank you so much for wanting to do this. I'm so I'm so glad we got this. Is awesome. I'm yeah. glad we could do this. Yes, for sure. It's it's just been awesome to like get to know you for a little bit beforehand. Yeah. We do this. Hell yeah. Yeah. Listeners, we are uh, currently in Charlotte. Delilah, how do you like uh, Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so I, so I've lived here for a while, right? And um, when I when when I used to tour around the country, people were like, 
Charlotte. Like, yeah, why not? I'm like, there's no U-Hauls moving out of Charlotte. And people don't realize that Charlotte's actually the fastest growing city in the United States for the past 20 years. Oh, wow. And it's the second biggest banking town outside of New York. So there's a ton of fucking money. Yeah. And then there's the second biggest energy town outside of Houston. Oh, really? So there's a ton of fucking money here. When I moved here, there was 550,000 people. 20 years later, there's 2.3 million. Holy shit. Yeah. So you've been here for a while then. I do, but that's why I kind of relocated for the verbs. (laughs) (laughs) It's big, but yeah, it's a little bit too big. Been, uh, so you've been here for a while. Can you recommend anything for the people? I've only passed. I feel like I've only like I lived in Raleigh for a while. I only came uh-huh. to Charlotte like maybe a few times to go to like Panthers games or something. Like, yeah. Can you recommend anything for the people if they want to come through, hang out? Absolutely. I think um, there's the the, dev, the the restaurant that I always tell people to go to is Max Speed Shop. By okay. far, it has the best. It's just amazing. It's a food gasm. And then there's also a place called Jim and Nick's and they started in Charl they start actually started in Charleston. Okay. But now they have more locations and they have like three two or three in the Charlotte area now. Fuck. So Jim and Nick's and definitely Max Speed Shop. If you come in the spring when COVID's not around, <laughs> like well, this like this past year, definitely check out a um a base even if you're not a fan of baseball. Check out a Charlotte Knights game because it is so fucking fun. And it's the entire skyline of Charlotte. Like you sit in the stands, but you just see the skyline. It's it's just an incredible experience. Hell yeah. I actually went to the, I guess there's like a park mm-hmm. right outside the stadium. Yeah. And I went there yesterday, kind of like walking oh, awesome. around a little How'd bit. What did you think? It was really nice. Like you, get, I mean, you get the whole like Charlotte skyline. The yeah, buildings are there. Like it's. You can't beat that. It's like, what, 15 bucks for a ticket and you're seeing that and like you're spending four hours? You can't beat that. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend those things, even if you're not into baseball and even the uh, the Charlotte Checkers games, even if you're not into hockey. Okay. I go just because I don't know the rules to hockey. I think like when you skate into the corner, yeah. like the the other guy from the other team has to slam you. I think that's a rule. I feel like the only, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my hockey knowledge is based on Mighty Ducks, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, can you have a rope on the ice? Can you? <laughs> if it's not in the rules, it means it's not against the rules. Yeah. So. I feel like hockey, like, like I've been to a few like Hurricanes games in Raleigh. Yeah. And even the Thrashers when they were in Atlanta. And, like, hockey games are fun as fuck. That's like, my point. Hockey games are so great. I don't even pay it. Like, you're there with your friends or whatever, and you're just having fun being there. You, you barely pay attention to the game. Yeah. And, but it's just so much fun. Like, I don't know the rules, but I love going to Char- Checkers games because it's just fun. And there's always the potential for death by puck. Well, there's, yeah... I'm not, I'm not going to downplay baseball because yeah. they're having some serious oh, issues. But for hockey, hell yeah. Like, why not? Like, And what's the cause of death? Uh, he deep-throated a puck. <laughs> right? Like Involuntarily. And involuntarily. His mouth was raped by a puck. Involuntarily by a dude from the other team. <laughs> the puck fucked his teeth out. <laughs> Sorry. That's just funny. It is. <laughs> I, I I think violence is funny sometimes as long as it's in goodwill. Like for me, one of the funniest things I think in the world is when people get tased. Because I mean, as a dominatrix, I just think it's I would watch live PD just hoping someone would fucking get tased because it's funny. Like you have these big badasses and they're like, yeah, and they all like puck up, and I'm like, you know, they're all like, oh, you're a badass, and then all of a sudden, especially if it's a female officer. 
and they're like and then they're like crying like a bitch flopping like a fish on the ground it's just fucking funny it's like it's 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 domination 101 which is really just life 101 you choose the behavior you choose the consequence yeah now who's the bitch now who's the big badass that you're on the ground flop it's just funny I, I, that's the funniest thing to me in the world is when people get shot by a taser but you've, i'm a true sadist you've so. seen the like the don't tase me bro video where it's like i think maybe yeah. university of florida yeah don't tase me for the ah. yeah don't start. I'm going to start cracking up. Seriously. We'll just talk about tasers for uh, an hour. Let's see. We, we could. Like, I, I actually love to do taser play. I haven't done that, but I would, I was, I would thoroughly enjoy hanging someone up and like, especially by like a, a butt hook, an anal hook. Ooh. And then like, they, you know, they're not going anywhere. And then like, make sure that it's elevated enough so that they're on their toes they ain't going nowhere, oh, and then yeah. just fucking tase the shit out of them. <laughs> like watch them, like, like. But I'm a true sadist. I wonder so. if that metal in the ass would do any like with that. No, I mean because it's like a giant. Well, it's like a barbell on the end of the hook. Yeah. So I mean, and then you, well, depending on how mean you are, you lube it up or not. So that is true. Well, it depends on my mood. If I give you lube <laughs> or not, <laughs> like so, it's like. I just think you gotta that, be nice because you want to need to lose. To me, that's funny. Like it's just it, anyway. I'm gonna say I am a sadist. Like look what happened to you, you idiot. <laughs> you deserve it for being stupid. Natural selection at its finest. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. What uh? What's up? You're passionate about in terms of like anything in my life? Yeah. Uh. Well children's rights uh, there's a place here in charlotte called the council for children's rights and i volunteered with them for about 15 years and it's basically for children going through issues whether it be foster care or anything like that they have free lawyers they have free this especially even even in divorces or custody issues or what I, like our interest is that it's the best interest in the child and a lot of times in court the parents have lawyers the state has a lawyer but no one's the lawyer for the child yeah. And so we go out of our way to make sure that these kids, especially if they've been through trauma and stuff like that, that they get what they need. So I do that. I actually started my own charity for psychiatric service dogs nine years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm very passionate about that. And more recently, obviously, transgender rights because, well, obviously, and I, I was, believe it or not, I was clueless about it before. And now when I learned that we are the most murdered part of society it was like wow so I'm, I'm very big on that and i think those are pretty much my big issues like those are the things that i'm really really passionate about and and healing trauma like people who have gone through trauma um that's definitely my passion like i i, I it's real big for me because yeah. to understand trauma and, and and different kinds of trauma and how it affects you neurologically people always think it's psychiatric and it, really it's neurologic that, that those are my big things for sure i think that's one of my true gifts of my three true gifts is he being able to heal trauma i feel like it like just being able to do that just helps people out so much because you i mean you might not know like the weight that people carry around and then just like being able to like heal them is like such a great thing and well and one of my one of my um so i don't know if you've heard of these personality types but it's the briggs myers right okay yeah and basically there's 16 different personality types in the world and I am a solid INFJ, which is the rarest one. Really? And we're, yeah, Oprah, like, Besmond, Tutu, like, anyway. I'll, and it's just the fact that, like, 
we're, we're healers. Like we're the advocate is what they call us. And so like, I, it's very normal for me to like sit with somebody. And especially when I have Taylor, who's my service dog with me, like she's like bait for people. It's like, they always want to come. Oh, look at her. Like, no, you can't touch her. She's a service dog. But they'll start telling my whole life. People will start telling me their life story. And then like a half hour later, they're like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I just opened up to you. I've told stuff that I've never told anyone. I'm like, yeah, that happens a lot yeah. every day, you know, and not that it's a bother, but I just think that it's, it's just my gift. And it's like, and if I, if I can use my things that I've been through and things that I understand and help them, then that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like cause people sense that in certain people and it's they like, do. I feel like I can open to open up to you they do. and the fact that and you're not going to judge me for it. You're not going to like, and I feel like I can just tell you and they might not, you might be the only person in their life that they'd be able to like feel comfortable enough to tell. Yeah. That's an honor to me. Definitely. Like, it's not a bother to me. That's a, that's a truly big honor. Like, thank you. You know, namaste. Yeah. So. Fuck yeah. Hmm. What, uh, what do you like to do for fun? Make people cry. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like the, wicked, like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> well, I mean, she was a lightweight. <laughs> like for me, it's like I just, I mean, I mean, there's a reason I do what I do, you know, with yeah. work. But I mean, I like to watch football. Like, I'm a huge. I'm from Maryland originally, so like I love watching the Ravens and I love the Baltimore Orioles. I don't ride or die. I don't care how good or bad they are. And I like to be most. The biggest thing I like to do in the world is to be with the people that I love and care about. Like that. That's it for me. Yeah. Like as long as I just have their time, whether it's through Skype or whether it's through being with them or texting. Like that to me, that's my favorite thing in the world. And outside of that, I'm really up for anything. I don't go to concerts anymore unless it's a band that i know and like because to me going to a concert now is like work from what i did before oh okay so it's like uh, and then i'll watch it and i don't mean to but i'll critique it like we one time there was this like little you know it was the fall festival and like this band was playing and like they took a little intermission and the singer like walked by and i was like you might want to tell your sound guy to turn your ears up because you can't I, you can't hear yourself can you and she's like no how would you know i'm like it is funny, like, because, yeah. like, with stand-up, like, I went to a stand-up show last night, and I'm just, like, just watching the comics on stage, and I'm like, oh, I, I like, understand what they're doing. Yeah. And even the, kind of the headliner, he mentioned at the beginning of his set that he hadn't been up since, like, March, and at one point, he kind of forgot where he was going with a joke. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I see. Like he But that's when you do a cheap pop. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm still so glad to be right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> and the people are like, yeah. And then that just gets you back on track. And yeah. they don't know. He kept, yeah, he did that yeah. a few times. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he still doesn't know where he's going. Yep. Still doesn't know. Yep. Still does. Okay, now he's got it. Now yeah. he's back. Yeah, and yeah you now see it. You, but, you know, as a regular person who watches that, you don't know. It's like being in the music industry. People don't understand, like, the job that it is. Like, they see the, the band on stage and... You just had the best night of your life. That was your favorite band. You, you know, it's it's ten thirty. It's curfew. You got to go home. You just you're still in the glow of having the best night of your life. Well, that's their job. Yeah. Like they don't think of it as that's their job. And you know, while you're going home and going to bed, they're on a bus until four a.m. going to the next city because I got to get up at six to do radio in the press that city. And like then they got to go do radio stuff all day, and then they have the fan meet and greets, and then they have sound check, and then they have like it. 
you know rinse repeat yeah like and it's people don't get that because they just don't see that side of it yeah did you ever tour like uh around the country like nationally oh yeah how was that i've been to every continent well I've been. I haven't been to Antarctica, obviously, but yeah, I've I've toured every. I've been. I've toured in every state. I've been over in Europe um, on a really big tour. I won't say the band's yeah. name, but if they they had an alive album that was really big, they probably had two, and it was the 35th anniversary of that record. And we toured Europe and European stadiums, so it was really cool seeing. That's like, be amazing. Seven thousand. Well, what's really crazy is like that particular band. Like, I had posters on my walls. Right. And I'm like, I would love to go on tour with them one day. Like, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Careful what you wish for. Damn. Right. I got to, but not in the way that I expected. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of like how I dom too, to be honest with you. But like, I mean, it, it was really cool, but people don't understand like how it can take a toll on your health. Like I actually had to stop touring because of the, um, I, you know, 150 flights a year for 20 years. People don't know that that can kill your all that radiation up there they only let flight attendants and pilots fly in the air for 30 hours a week oh shit well i'm spending a lot more than that up there right so then think of all this radiation i'm getting it killed my endocrine system now all of a sudden i wasn't feeling right for like six weeks on tour and i went into my doctor i flew into charlotte and she like did blood tests she's like okay we gotta check this like okay so she did another thing she's like oh we need to do a bone density scan i'm like what so don't bone that's Come to find out, like, she's like, okay, so your endocrine system is dead. Your thyroid doesn't exist. You have no vitamin D in your body. And you have osteoporosis. And I was like. Like the music did that? <laughs> the traveling did that. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the industry, like all, like the radiation. Yeah. It just killed. I'm like, what? And I was like, well, how do we fix it? Because I got to go to Fort, Fort Myers tonight. And she's yeah. like. No, you don't understand. I can't sign you off for your tour insurance. Oh shit! You're you're off the road. Like, like killed me. How was yeah? I was gonna say how was that? Like, well, the, that's all I know how to do. Yeah, you know, like that was my life, and so it was. It was people. I think people just don't understand the the actually how taxing it is to tour. Yeah, and and especially even if you don't get to fly and you just take a bus, the traveling in itself is a job, and then you have to do your job. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's 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 pretty it's pretty fun, but. You don't really see anything like people think. Like they think, oh, you travel all these places. Well, yeah, you see what's outside the window of the bus. You see the venue. You see the hotel, and you see the hotel bar, and that's yeah. it. And then it's off to the next place. So you don't see anything, even though you've been around the world. You don't see anything. I mean, traveling through Europe was really awesome, you know, and and seeing things like that. But I say I've been to every town in America, and I know why no one lives in Wyoming, <laughs> you know, like, so I just like, I got the Tetons. That's it. You know? Yeah. I mean, you have one person every two miles out there. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not going to live there. Cause there ain't no 911. Nope. <laughs> you got to be self-sufficient out there. They are. I actually have a client who he's like snowed in, like he'll get snowed in for like two weeks. Jesus. Yeah. No, it wasn't Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> Jesus would love to come see me, though. I'm sure I'd send him to hell. All right. Like, um, he's like, it's just flashbacks. like. Give him flashbacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> come here, son of God. <laughs> I got something for you, boy. <laughs> I'm going to break those legs this time, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make sure you can't walk for a week, bitch. <laughs> so that's my Halloween costume this year. I think I'm going to do a... Um, the um 
since I'm a Merovingian, I think I'm going to do the, um, the, the naughty nun thing. Okay. And just do like a whole, I'm, I just have a lot planned for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you want the body of Christ, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> do you want the Corpus Christi? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta see the we'll Halloween see. costume. Well, my, my friend, um, my best friend, Cat Blue, she, um, she comes on stream as well. And like, I, um. I had an idea that like I wish we lived in the same city so that way I could be the good one in the nun costume and then she could dress up like as like a, her her like devilish self and like we could be the good and bad but really you're fucked either way yeah. so you're done boy <laughs> like anyway hell yeah. yeah can you remember I, I always like to ask my guests this can you remember like the first time you like heard of sex work I can I was actually shocked to find out that I did it because to me, domination is just like an, a, a special, like, it's a different thing, right? So camming, obviously, I'm on a porn site. But I don't, th- I mean, I only dominate when I'm on when I'm on cam. And it's just like, I didn't, I mean, yes, it's, there are sexual things involved. But I see more of what I do as therapeutically thing. And then, yeah, obviously, there's the fetish things. But like, it was actually my friend, she's like, I was like, what's all this sex work stuff? And like, sex works with rights and all this other. And she's like. She's like, ding dong, you're a fucking sex worker. And I'm like, I am? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I was like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of am. I'm really very smart, by the way. Which <laughs> is like, it's like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of am. Sometimes I just don't get two and two sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when I heard of it, like, I mean, obviously, like, when you're young, you hear of like prostitution or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? If you're not hurting anybody, go do what you do. Like, yeah. I, I'm the, well, Relatively speaking, I mean, I I would like unconsensual consent. That's what I get because then I get to brutally hurt you as any way I want. But you did it to yourself, so you consented. That's right. So I mean, I, that's when I really heard about it, and I realized that yeah, I am a part of that, and so I'm much more like, what's the word? Aware of it now. Okay. Yeah. Can you remember like your first kind of like, I guess, exposure to BDSM at all? <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, it was really like, you know, I didn't even really see the, I, all I saw with it was the power exchange. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on sexually. The only thing that I saw there was the power exchange. And that's what really got it to me. And then I actually started relating to it in another way. Like, um, when I started cutting hair, it was like, I can control your life. Like I, like I told you all earlier, like people don't realize like the power, like all hairdressers are dominatrices, even if they don't think that they are like, they have the power to, they're standing next to you with a sharp instrument. You better be nice to them. They can fuck up your like next couple of weeks. Your hair. Like if you have long hair and you're being a bitch to your hairdresser, she can fuck up your life for three years trying to grow it back out. Oh God. So you need to be nice. That's, that's power. Because you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned your hairdresser. We haven't talked about it, but you've uh, been doing hair for a while. Like, yeah, I took it in. Um, I took it in high school. Okay, and actually, t- we we had two weeks from the last day of school until our graduation, and I actually had my cosmetology license two days before I had my high school diploma. I saw that on your website. I'm yeah. like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's just the way weird how it worked out. But I mean, so I've, I've done hair. We've we've owned salons here in the Charlotte area that we ended up selling and stuff like that. We were voted one of the top, top 10, uh, 
spray tan salons in the nation by 17 magazine like years well 10 years ago and stuff that oh wow we don't have it anymore but yeah it was fun hell yeah do you still like uh cut hair i do for people i know and for and stuff like that like i don't work in salons anymore per se but yeah absolutely it's like I, i'm never not gonna not do hair it's just it's it's as normal to me as breathing yeah and it, it's just it's just what i do i heal trauma i do hair and i give trauma like that's <laughs> all i know how to do like those are my talents like that's it hell yeah <laughs> how did you get into doming actually that's a really great question i i um it started like when I first had like my first fetish, but I didn't know what it was a fetish. And it happened in high school with a girlfriend of mine when, um, actually again, it's hair related. Like I, I would get like, I would have these girlfriends and I'm like, I'm so sick of my hair. I just want to cut it off. And like my one girlfriend that I went to my prom with, she's like, don't, it's so pretty. Oh my God, don't. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do you like my hair? Or do you like me? And then like a couple of weeks later, like, or a couple months later, I had another girlfriend and she was like, no, don't. It's so pretty. No, don't. Because everybody loves your hair. And I'm like, do you like my hair more than me too? So now I'm yeah. like sensing a pattern, right? And then like, finally, like a year later from the first time, I was at, at the pool with um with an ex-girlfriend and getting out of the pool, my hair's like, it was this long then and I was 18. And she's like, she was like, um. I was like, oh my God, I have to comb this shit out. I'm getting so sick of it. I just want to cut it off. She's like, good, give me the fucking shears. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. And she was like, I hate your fucking hair. I want it gone. And I was like, I thought you loved it. She's like, no. And I'm like, well, why didn't you say something? She's like, because it's your hair. And I was like, you know, I appreciate that. But that was pretty fucking hot when you just said yeah. that, right? Like, yeah. I was like, why am I feeling all squirmy right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think, um, I think that's when I realized like, having someone yell at you could actually be really hot and i mean i know i remember when i was little when um <laughs> like when i would get a spanking i would be like <laughs> i'd be laughing <laughs> like i'd be like is that all you got <laughs> like and it's like it's, it's just yeah and so i think i think um it's just always been there but i just didn't really know what it was yeah you know and and then when i finally understood it more and and understood the psychology behind it it was like oh well yeah, I'm just naturally like this. This is really cool. What made you want to decide to like pursue it like professionally? BDSM? Yeah. Well, it was kind of a mix between um, I majored in social work at Florida State University because I wanted to be a therapist. And I also was, was trained for a year. I did an, um, an understudy with Mistress Elisabetta. And I didn't realize at that time that a lot of clients that come are actually, you know, whether maybe consciously or unconsciously, they might be working through some issues, you know, that they might not even be aware of. And some of them are. And I realized that it was a way to actually use what I'd learned as being trained as a therapist. And it's also a way for me to do what I know naturally as a dominatrix and to kind of integrate it all. And it, it, it was just the perfect thing at the right time. And it was just like being able to integrate all of my natural talents and not letting, not worrying about what other people thought of it and losing all my fear and gaining my own life. Like I, I always tell people, I gave up all my fear of trying to live my life as other people wanted me to be. I 
started doing it for myself and it has never been fucking better. Like I gave up every fear and I gained my entire life. That's what I tell people. I feel like that has to be so fucking powerful when you fucking, when you do that. Cause like not many people can just drop their fear and like live like honest and like who they fucking. Authentic. Yeah. I'll be an, yeah. That's, that's the key word is like living authentically. And I do. And, and the great thing is I live in the moment. I live authentically and I'm very, yoga has really taught me that though too. Like yoga really brought me into that awareness. So, and ever since then, it's just, I don't know how to be any different. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like I should do yoga. I think everybody should do yoga. I really do. Well, I mean. It's so fucking hard. It's like. it's But you go at your own pace. That is true. You know, and people think that you have to be like in shape or this or that. Well, yoga will get you in shape. Yeah. It's funny. People think like, it's funny. Um. My yoga instructor actually used to, um, she's also the yoga instructor for like a lot of NASCAR teams. Oh, wow. Okay. And the, the, the Carolina checkers oh, okay. or the Charlotte checkers, like she's the, the yoga teacher. They, they had, they do yoga. It's because your coordination, your balance and the strength training and the, and your stamina, like, yeah, it's no big, it's no joke. Damn. And sexually yoga helps you too. Well, that's all you should have said. Well, I mean, well, I mean like. <laughs> I have this I have this game I play where like the first time that I'm with someone like in bed like I'll say babe I need you to pick a number between 1 and 10 and like she'll pick a number and like it's like she'll just say the number and she's like why and I'm like cuz that's how many times I'm going to make you come before I do right gracious lover I wouldn't be I I am so selfless aren't I I like I wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for yoga though yeah. are you kidding me like but That's... yoga teaches you that control and stuff. I gotta talk to you after this. Now everybody needs yoga, right? <laughs> See, ah. I just I just made a thousand people sign up for yoga. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I need a consultation at least. Yeah, there That's you a, go. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! Did starting out? How long have you been uh, doming professionally? <laughs> it's a good thing you said professionally. Um, <laughs> all my life, <laughs> but no, professionally probably well. About a year and a half. Okay. Going, did, did anybody kind of like help you starting out like along the way? Or are you kind of doing no. this yourself? Or? Well, I mean, I had Mr. Elizabeth as, you know, when I was in Arizona who would, you know, help guide me and help me learn like the intricacies of everything. But when I started like out myself here in Charlotte, no, no one really helped me. I just kind of made my way and figured out my own things. And I didn't ask anybody for help. Like I just did what I thought was right and took experience from other industries and for marketing and, you know, and kind of did it. And then eventually I'd met people and I'd asked them, you know, other girls or other providers and different things. And, but no, originally it, it wasn't really hard because I knew how to do marketing and stuff like that. What was hard, that's what she said, was um, like when your first client, like, like say you're a dominant, like you actually have your first client. That's different. Like, that's kind of like the phlebotomist who, like, stabs oranges all day. And then they move on to, like, a pig or something yeah. like that. And now all of a sudden, oh, shit, it's a human being. It's a live human being. I yeah. can fuck you up. Like, yeah. you know, so there's kind of like that. And you have to, I mean, but you find your way. You get comfortable with it if it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like starting out, like, there was, like, maybe, like, a, a waiver period or, like, a learning curve to where you, like, weren't good at doming? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. Everybody's always so calm. They're like, I was always good. Ever since the beginning. Like- well, honestly, I think that a lot of people say that, and it's more ego-based. 
more than it's real truth-based. For me, it's a matter of going back to being authentic, right? Okay. And it's not a matter of ego or it's not a matter of like what I want to portray myself to be to the public. It's just that I know how I am and I know that I'm good at what I do or else I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And I mean, that's it. Yeah. It, it's like okay the, no this is just what i do good it what my sister gave me some of the best advice as her like uh before she passed away she's like it's what you do go do it yeah okay well, i've never thought of it that but it's like okay i'll do that yeah and no it's it's just so natural to me it's as natural as breathing so it's just there's nothing to it to me do you feel like your like past careers like a musician cosmetology do you feel like that that's played a role into without a doming doubt. without a doubt. How uh, I, it, I'm glad that actually it happened in the order that it did. I always say that like I wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't do what I did before, which is why I never have any regrets because I either learned from it or I got better from it. So getting all that experience in marketing in the music industry and learning how to do interpersonal things, doing hair with people and how to relate to them on one on one level, learning how to do um, interpersonal communication in college to be a therapist like those are all things that truly helped me so it was really like the like i said earlier the, the perfect the perfect time where i could take all these different things and just put it all together i feel like that that's like so helpful because like, everything i feel like everything in your life kind of like gives you or i guess everything you do is meaningful you might not know it at the time but it's like kind of leads yeah. up to yeah I, and even if people get upset if like they, they you know they think that they're a failure or this or that and I'm like well fail forward, you yeah. can go ahead and fail all you want just fail forward yeah don't 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 let don't well the definition of tenacity have you ever heard this maybe ne- never let defeat have the last word damn no I hadn't heard that but that's good yeah absolutely it's like you know I'm gonna go ahead and fail forward if I'm gonna fail. And, and well, here in the South, when I first moved down here, my neighbor had this saying, he goes, well, Delilah, we're going to have chicken. And I'm like, what? He's like, we're going to have chicken. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, it might be chicken shit or it might be chicken salad, but we going to have chicken. <laughs> it's like, I get it. It just means, you know what? We're going to just gonna have to go and find out and do it and yeah. then readjust afterwards. That's how you learn. Yeah. That's how you learn. I feel like that's such a southern phrase. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> there's, so there's so some, there's some good southernisms, and I'm good with all of them. There's only you would think I would be okay with it, but maybe it's because of doing hair. It's like a giant pet peeve, and I'm sure you've heard it when they like, "Will you cut on the lights?" It is physically impossible to cut something on. <laughs> I can cut your fucking hair off all goddamn day. I cannot cut it on. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate that. Cut on. Yeah. Like everything else is fun. Like get gone. I love that statement. Yeah. Well, you better do that before it gets gone. Like <laughs> people who from like not from not from around the south would be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I feel like bless your heart's huge in the south too. Well, that's a secret. We can't talk about that. What that really means? That's really just a fuck you. No. What are you? Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> it depends on how it's being said. That's the secret. Yeah. Well, bless. A bless. I feel like it's still that's still it. Bless is the ultimate fuck you. Bless. Well, bless. But if you just get, 
Well, bless your heart. Yeah, that means you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I pity you so yeah. much. You, right yeah, now. you got to hear the tone that it's above, but it's always a fuck you. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. never good. It's no, no, but you know what? We'll use our southern charm and say it, darling. Yeah, you'll never fucking know, especially with how good I look and a yeah. smile on my face, and I act like I actually give a shit. But yeah. you know what? I don't. <laughs> I hope you have to go home and sit on a bed of nails for all I give a shit. You can say anything with that accent; it'll and sound good. Abs, that's my point. Yep, exactly. That's why everybody loves it. Like the like people shit on the South a lot, but that fucking accent will win your heart over. I don't disagree with you. That's the one. That, that's the accent that makes me. My, I've traveled all over this world. Southern accent. It's it's like butter. Yeah. I get you. I'm done. Just keep talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. What do you think your biggest challenge was starting out uh, in doming? Uh, I for sure my biggest thing was gaining a following and client and and um, let people know that I was actually doing it. I mean, there's some, especially in the South. You know, a lot of people don't agree with it. They're like, oh, well, you're a fucking homewrecker. When <laughs> you're goddamn right, I am. <laughs> it's like. I'm fucking proud of it. Like, I did wreck your home, and you know what? It's always the wives that get pissed off, or the girlfriends. I'm like, yeah, I did. And I should be your best fucking friend, because you know why? I liberated you from that fucktard. Like, I should be your best friend. Like, why are you yelling at me? I liberated you. You are no longer connected to him. I gave you freedom. Like, you found out what a douchey is. Like... Damn. Like you, yeah, I take it with a badge of honor, but I think it was definitely getting a following was, was the hardest thing. Cause like when you're first starting out, you're like, okay, well, what do I do? How do I do this? Like, where am I going to, you know, and, and then building up a following on social media, um, was, I mean, there's ways to do it, but you know, you got to let people know you're there. Yeah. Otherwise you don't. So I think that was really it. And just finding my way of like where I could promote myself the best and things like that, because it's different for everybody. How big was social media in like building your brand uh, starting out now? How big is, how important is social media to your business? It's probably the most important thing in terms of exposure and advertising, uh, without a doubt. And I think I, I learned so much of it from the music industry. I mean, that's again, taking a former thing and then just applying it to what I'm doing now. Like, I mean, when you're working with some of the, the biggest bands in the world that have some of the best record companies, who have the best digital marketing teams, you learn a bunch of tricks and secrets, you know? Yeah. So I, I would just apply those and it, it really helped a lot. And I think it's, if people can't find you on the internet, then you don't exist. Yeah. So you need to be able to be seen and there's ways to do that that are actually free. Some people pay services and this and that, and that's fine. Whatever it is that you need to do, go do it. Yeah. What do you think the most important thing you learned starting out was? That I made a mistake not doing it a lot earlier. That's what so many people say. They're like, God, I wish I did this before. Well, remember, we were just talking earlier, and I and I say one of the things that I ask people, you know, just in passing when I meet people all the time, is just like, how much did they pay you to give up on your dream? You know, people take that corporate job, and then they don't do the dream that they had, and stuff like that. But I didn't have any aspirations to be a dominatrix. Like, I just knew that I was good at it, but I didn't know you could have a career at it. You know, and then I finally learned it and it was learned that you could. And I, I do wish sometimes that I just started earlier. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of had like a few year break where when I left the, the music industry and 
I wish that I started doming then because that way I'd have a few more years that I would have been able to enjoy yeah. seeing people cry. <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your favorite thing about doming? Oh my gosh. Um, my favorite thing about doming... There's a couple of different things, and I guess it describes them like what department you want to like, you know, like what department you're talking about. Okay. Like, I love seeing people cry. It like if I can make them cry, I'm happy. Like I love it when like you like you have like this big old badass, and then all of a sudden like he's on his knees, and you're fucking got tears rolling out of his face, and I'm like, yeah, you are a badass, aren't you? <laughs> Especially when that thing gets fucked and you can't sit down for a week. Like, like I love seeing people cry. I mean, people, I'm a true sadist. Like people, like if people want like a sensual dom, I tell them all the time, I am not your girl. I'm not gonna be. I don't. I don't even know how to do that. And I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. just not that. Like, I just do what I do. And it's very shock and awe. I heard the call. Like, the so good. Oh, You're yeah. so good. You're great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that, he he couldn't take it. He couldn't. No. He either, he either came and, what, three-minute brother. Like, look at yeah. that. Three-minute <laughs> brother. Couldn't even hang. Huh. Or or it was, like, too intense for him. One or the other. Because I feel like there's so much power. Like, you just... The amount of power you exhibit and like have is just fucking amazing. It's incredible. Well, and and what's really funny is that <laughs> this is this is really really funny. I I actually take calls um, on night flirt. I never turn my line off, and so I broke my toes in February, um, like four days before the AVN awards, and I was going to go out to, to there and do a streammate party, right? That it's like all the model like if if the the, the fans of Streamate would love to get into this party because you can't even take your friends like the models of stream, we can't even take our, it's just the models oh wow yeah tell me that the people are gonna fucking love that so like you have all these gorgeous girls in there and like I was really looking forward and going to meeting people broke my toes couldn't go I was in the hospital four days and missed it I took calls in the emergency room. <laughs> I took calls in my house. Like I don't care. I'll do it in the grocery store. I don't. I don't care. Like I'll. I. I doesn't bother me as long as you know. Obviously, I don't want any, you know, minors around to hear it. And I'm pretty respectful to seniors. But other than that, I'll let it fly. And like it's funny because my friends. What's really odd is my friends who have never like seen that side of me or experienced it because it's just. They just usually have, so probably about two months ago, my friend Laura was here. This is really funny. And it was the first time she ever heard my call. And it was like a 20 minute call and it was my birthday. So this, this, this guy was calling me to wish me a happy birthday. And I was like, well, guess what, sissy? It's my birthday, but you're the fucking star. We're going to dress you up like a fucking ballerina and you're going to get on the table and dance for us with a plug up your ass, bitch. <laughs> I was like, it's my birthday. And like, we were just like, just humiliating the shit out of the sissy bitch. And Laura, like, she was like, when I got off the call, it was like 20 minutes, and she goes, that was the best thing I have ever seen in my life, experienced, and I was like, <laughs> I just, and I usually just say, we all have our gifts, like, just take a bow, <laughs> yeah, we all have our gifts, and it's just normal to me, so good, thank you, <laughs> do you feel like, how important is having someone to talk about uh, work with, how important is, is it, is it important to be able to talk to somebody, oh my god, without a doubt, yes, um, there, people don't, I think a lot of people, if they, if they haven't cammed or if they haven't dommed, 
they don't know what it's like for us, obviously, because they're just they're just the client. They're just the sub. They don't they don't understand that we have to deal with it, too. Like in domination, it was very important that Mr. Elizabeth understand that I grasp the concept of aftercare with a sub like after the session we have 10 15 minutes at the end of that session where we talk to them how are you how are you feeling do you feel safe you know or you know make sure everything's good and then they're in a good space when they leave when you're camming for five hours or 10 hours or 48 hours like i've done before and i mean you take calls non-stop sometimes you get trapped in that headspace yeah. that'll fuck you up like i've actually had well my, my, my friend Cat Blue, she's actually been like, you know what? You need to get your ass off cam. Like, usually it's the opposite because I'm lazy. She's like, bitch, get your ass on cam. But this time it's like, Delilah, you need to stop now. Get the fuck off cam. Because it, it really just like, it, unless you do it, you you don't get it. You just don't. And yeah. So being able to like talk about those things to people that understand it is incredible. And I, I love the fact that Streamate has a social hour. Where like we can all get together on a Zoom talk and like talk about what's going on or whatever oh, nice. we need. It, it's it's really amazing. Streammates an amazing company. Like they they they've done a lot. I'm very honored that I partnered with them. Like it it's it was probably the best decision I've made in my life. And I I always say that it seems like, but it's just it's just the truth. Hell yeah. Was there any hesitancy at all? Like I guess in camming, like showing your face at all? No. No. I mean. I guess people have this thing about, you know, and I guess it varies for every individual performer or, you know, in every individual case and what's going on in their lives. But for me, I'm not hiding it from anyone and I'm not worried. I mean, I I guess I don't take it seriously enough to think I'm going to be recognized. Um, And so, no, it, it doesn't bother me at all. In fact... I actually decided when COVID started <laughs> and everyone's going around wearing a mask, right? Well, I'm on cam and I'm like, you know what? You want something, you fucking pay me, bitch. Yeah. Right? Was- so I would wear my mask on cam. And if you wanted to see my face, you could tip me 10 gold and I'd take my mask off for 10 seconds. I made that first hour, I made 80 gold for a minute and 20 seconds worth of work. Beautiful. And I was like, like, take off your mask. I'm like, did you just try to tell me what to do? <laughs> That's kind of cute. You're pretty brave, Lazer. So, yeah. I mean, and then they would just go ahead and, and I'm like, yeah, you always get those guys who are like, stand up, do this, do that. And it's like, pay me, bitch. Yeah. That costs money. Yeah. Like, if you want it, pay for it. How bad do you want it? Like, yeah. It, I mean, you, you just learn these things. Who would you say your like average clientele is? Uh, I don't think there is any. I really don't. Nice. It, it. I mean, I have men, women. I have couples. I have. I've dealt with every race. I have. I have regulars on cam and phone that are Australia, Europe, Ireland. For some reason, is pretty popular. Um, I, I don't. I really don't. I mean, I think I work with people from. I have subs and and, and clients that are a really good cross culture. In person, I will say that there is a difference, though. Okay. In person, I tend to have more high-end types of clients. Okay. And I'm not going to say exactly the companies, but 
I'll just say that Charlotte's a pretty big banking town. Okay. And so they have a lot of money. And I thoroughly enjoy showing up outside the building while they take me shopping for them. And I get to pit them in little sissy outfits at lunch. Nice. And then shove a fucking dildo up their ass in the dressing room where they can't say a word. And they just have to take it. And then I make them go ahead and wear the new lingerie, the new pretty outfit I picked for them. I make them wear it underneath their suit and send them back on their fucking way to work with their butt hurt. Like, so, I mean, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, right? Somebody's got to do it. It might as well be me. That's so dope. Like, I mean, so I I think in in person is different for sure. What's the difference? Because I know like just like... Doing something in person versus virtually, the energy is going to be fucking... Well, yeah. I mean, in per- in person, you can sense the energy. And and on cam, you can do that too. But you can't see them on cam. They can see you, but you can't see them. Unless you go into a private session or an exclusive session. And then, you know, you they can do cam to cam at that point. And then it's a little bit easier. But, you know, especially when you're building rapport. Or like even when you're doing... A lot of people want to do um, sexting. I mean, it's, there's a lot of popular services to do that. It's really hard to build a rapport that way. I mean, you've got to be really good what you're doing in order to actually be able to do a domination or a role play through text. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty advanced stuff. How are you going to communicate and connect with that person, learn their kinks and fetishes and fantasies like on the fly and then, you know, keep going with it? It's it's really hard. I feel like just through text would have to be just so difficult because I mean when you're te- when you, it's when you see somebody or you can speak to somebody on the phone, you can hear intonation, right. how they fucking well, of course. emotion, and- right? And 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 I guess it goes back to to again, everything that I've done before helps me now. When I w- I learned in inter- interpersonal communications. That was the class. And that was my favorite class in college. Yes. I will say. So- and you learned the communication that it's only 7% verb, the words. Yeah. It's all tone. It's all, it's mostly, it's mostly um, your body language. And then it's how you say things. It's not what you say. Yeah. So it's always great. Like when you're in person, you can not, not only that, but you can sense the energy in person on cam. You can. And on phone, you can hear it on phone. And when you're on cam to cam with somebody as a webcam model, you can, you know, get that that stuff too. But through text, I'm like working in the dark here. It's a pretty good thing I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I'm good at it. <laughs> do you feel like clients sense a difference between in person and online? They should. I mean, if you can't afford me online, if you can't afford me in person... I mean, I'm no different than I am. Like, it's not that like if I I give any less, if I do it on cam, I certainly wouldn't do that because I'm just me. Yeah. Like you're going to get exactly what I am. But obviously the experience is different. You know, I think when you cam, you can only do so much through cam. Like I can sit here and be like, I mean, so, okay, I'll give you a little thing here. So like one of the things that I, one of the things that I always end up saying is I'll ask the person, I was like, have you ever had your G spot hit? And they're like, you know, sometimes they know what it is. Sometimes they haven't. And I'm like, and if they haven't, I'm like, do you know what happens when somebody hits your G spot? I was like, you know, women have G spots, right? And they're like, yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. (laughs) Fucking loser. I just told you. No, that's how you know. But I'm like, well, you know, the guys have one too. And they're like, where? And I'm like, 
You yeah. have one in your pussy too, bitch. You know? And they're like, what? Like, and I, was like, I was like, you've never had your G-spot hit before? And they're like, no. And I was like, well, you don't. You want to know what happens when you get your G-spot hit? And they're like, what? I'm like, it doesn't even matter if you're hard. You're going to shoot 20 feet rope of cum. And Literally. I was like, so imagine this. I'm going to go ahead and take out a strap on, bend you over, and I'm quite literally going to fuck the cum out of you. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it, boy. And they're like, more to like, they're like, <laughs> like at that point, they're either in or they're out. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and usually at that point, they're like too like shock and awe and like, I mean, it's just my style. Like I've overpowered them. I flustered them to the point that like, you know, and then it's that like confusion in the head. It's like, yeah, you're mine. I own you. Yeah. <laughs> you can say, yeah, I own you. You're done. Damn. That's incredible. <laughs> I felt that shit. I was like, did you? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's just like, it's, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, that's why I love what I do. I don't, I don't consider it work. And the fact that I can make money doing it, like you should get paid for this shit. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, okay. And all I'm doing is just living my life. Yeah. And doing what I love to do. Yeah. I know one of the things, uh, with us kind of talking before this and even when we we're kind of emailing back and forth, mm-hmm. you mentioned forced haircuts. Yeah. As part of your, like not many, not many doms do that. I honestly, I, I'm sure there's more than what I know there's, there's, um, there's a studio in, in, in England. There's one in Australia and I know someone on, I think she's living in San Francisco now. She was in Seattle and there's one other person. And then there's me like it's, if anyone else sits there and says that they specialize in it, they're full of shit. Yeah. Like, cause if we don't know about you, then you don't really specialize in it, but yeah, it, it's very, very, um, people never think of that. And so like, like you heard on that call, like yeah. I was like, um, it was like, it'll be like, I'll do anything. And I'm like, anything <laughs> don't lie to me, bitch. And like, and they're like, okay, as long as you mean, don't words, use words you don't mean. And like, no, I mean it. I mean it. I'm like, so I, I continue to get the buy-in. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay. And then it's like, well, how long is your hair? And then it's like, it doesn't really matter how long it is. It's gone. <laughs> so it's like, well, and especially if they do what they want to do, like feminization. I love that. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, well, you want to be a pretty girl, don't you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm always like, what happens to pretty girls? And they're like, they're always like, they get fucked. And I'm like, no, honey, pretty girls get destroyed. <laughs> and they're like, I was like, so if you want to be a pretty girl for me and a good girl, we're going to have to shave all that fucking shit off your head and put it on the floor. What? What? Because I need to dress you in wigs. And this way, I'm just going to change your wig every time I want. Damn. I can make you look how I want anytime. You don't have to worry about hair ever again. And then there's like guys that like have like, you know, the, the being dominated in public. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to sit there and shoot you like a fucking sheep until you cry like a little bitch. Like, <laughs> I want your tears to fucking, I want the hair I shave off your head to stick to your tears, you fucking loser. Like, that's like my favorite thing. And like, and they just don't expect it. Like, but then like, it's funny because after that, whether it's in, in person or even like, um, you know, on camera fantasy, like they learn to love it. Like now all of a sudden I just given them a fetish. And Are, I'm pretty proud of that. Is it a good haircut? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> like, are you kidding? I'm like, I'm like, yo, I need a fade. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, obviously when I do that, I'm like, yeah, you can need one all you want, but it's not about you, bitch. It's about me. 
So you'll get a fade, all right, but maybe not the way you want. So, but no, seriously, like, I mean, honestly, I know they have to go back to like their life. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I just like do something stupid if I really want to humiliate them. But like the the other thing I love about it is this, like, it's funny that they don't realize this ahead of time. They have to go back to their life, right? And obviously if it's a professional client or something like that, and, and you know, we have, it's, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and like, I'm not there to like really harm them except in the time that we're together. But when you cut their hair, they can't hide that. No, you cannot hide that at all. What if they're married? <laughs> what if they've got a serious girlfriend or fiance? And Honey, all of a sudden, I went to the barbershop. Yeah. Life. Like, how do you explain that? But you know, the great thing, they're going to be there with wifey that night and the next morning getting ready together to go to work in the bathroom. And wifey's going to be right there and he's going to look at his fucking head and think of me, not her. Yep. I own that bitch. Yep. Yeah. I mark my territory. So great. Because you can't like, <laughs> you like every time you get a new haircut, you look at the mirror for like the next like couple weeks. Probably. Every time they look in the mirror, they have to think of me. See, this is how I felt like when I went to the strip club, right? Mm-hmm. And I put it all on my credit card. And then every, <laughs> the next, I'm sorry. The next couple of months, as I was paying off the credit card, all I could think about was uh, the that five dollar shot. Now just cost me thirty five bucks. Was well, the treasure club? Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it's 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 plus. I mean, people don't understand like the. And nowadays society, they don't understand the historical thing about haircuts and stuff like that. And there's like, there's really a lot to it. In most cultures, it's a symbol of power. It used to be kings, um, you know, had long hair. And some societies in Europe, they would identify what you were based on your haircut. Oh, wow. Only kings were allowed to have long hair. Only queens were allowed to have long hair. You know, and like different people, class of people could only have this and that. So in a lot of cultures, it was actually shameful to get your haircut. Really? Yeah. So they would do it as a punishment. How did you, is that how you chose your name? Is that, Does your name come into play oh, at all yeah. with haircuts? How so? Yeah, well, because I think when I, re- I think that that was the first time that I ever realized that as a little kid, I think that was the first time that I ever got turned on. Honestly, thankfully it was in church yeah. <laughs> and we were hearing the story. We were hearing the story of Samson and Delilah and um, she's like, and Delilah like, you know, God wouldn't let Samson, he wasn't supposed to tell the secret of his strength. And then finally, Delilah was so gorgeous that on the third time, he he confessed it to her. And then she sheared him like a fucking sheep while he slept. Like, you fucking, you deserve it. He couldn't handle you her twerking. Choo- you choose the behavior, you choose the consequence. Domination 101. Damn. Delilah is the original fucking OG dominatrix. I am honored to carry her name. <laughs> like, absolutely. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And there's some people who don't make that that reference, or, you know, or get that, but that's where that's where it came from. Absolutely. It was either her or Salome. Okay. Uh, uh, Mistress Elizabetha actually gave me. Um, she, she let. She was. She was going back between Delilah and Salome. Do you know who Salome is? I do not. It sounds from like I know the name, but I'm like right now, no. Okay, she was the one who did the dance of the de- dance of the seven veils at this dinner one night, and the king was like, "That was the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen in the world. You can have anything in my kingdom that you want." So she went to her mom and said, "Mommy, I don't know what what I want," and her mom said, "You want the head of John the Baptist." 
And so Salome went back to the king and said, I want the head of John the Baptist. <laughs> Off with his head. That's power. Damn right it is. That's power. Women run this world. Men just don't know it. They're too stupid to know it. I feel like I heard that in a Beyonce song one it's, time. Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. It took like six peep songwriters to write that song, actually. That's a true story. Really? Six. The song's like 23 or 24 words long. It took six writers to come up with it. Who run the world? Girls? Yeah. Wow. That's a true story. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Beyonce. She's great. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy her. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy her. <laughs> I've learned to enjoy Beyonce. It wasn't a you know. Is that what you have to do? Does that take a lot of patience? How long did that take? You know, when you're forced, when you're forced to listen to Beyonce and Cardi B a lot, you're like, "Well, I like." This. Maybe they'll pay me by the minute to learn, listen to them, and learn how to like them. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> bitch, my nine dollars a minute. I'm waiting. Like, your bill is here's your invoice, bitch. <laughs> All I did was listen to two songs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. That's so <laughs> do you feel like doming, doing cam work, do you feel like your views on like men or women have changed at all? <laughs> Hell yes. How so? Do you want the real answer or do you want the tactful answer? What do you think will be a better people like better for the podcast well, i don't really give a shit <laughs> i'm gonna tell them one way or another well let's go with okay, the real okay. answer okay the real answer is this and i get this question so many times from people they're like um they um like they people like they just they just um they they seriously don't understand i I know from my friends in the industry, right? Like I've learned this, not just through my own experience, but it's been vouched for. And I think anybody that's in this industry will tell you that unless like you only serve a certain clientele or you don't do those things. That being said, my, my view on men has definitely changed a lot. Yeah. They, they, I don't give a fuck what they say. I don't care how fucking whatever and masculine they are. 90% 90% of the men in this world want dick. And if they tell you different, they're fucking lying. 90% of the men in this world want dick. And especially that's why they want a transsexual. Does plastic dick count in that? Of course. I okay, mean, okay. I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a you'll have the guys that go in like into the cam model site on any of the girls on streaming and they want they want dick. They want to like be forced to have a strap on or a frozen banana or whatever else the fuck. I actually have one guy fuck himself. <laughs> he was like, I was like, well, what toys do you have? And he was like, I don't have any. And I was like, well, the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, oh, and now you just lied to me. So now that's going to be another extra thing that's going to bad happen to you. Yeah. He's like, I didn't lie. I don't have any toys. I was like, I see a curtain rod back there. <laughs> he was like you got a shower don't you, you so like toy, don't. so you know that like you know the curtain not the curtain the curtain the curtain <laughs> that have like the thing on the end like yeah i was like well, guess where that's going loser 
And he literally, like, I just made him shove it up his ass and then bounce on it. And he went, and I was like, and I took a picture of him because this was on Skype. And I took a picture of him and he's got this six foot shower thing running out of his ass. And I'm like, yeah, I own you. When you, when you're able to make somebody do that and they don't even think a second thought about it, that is power. You know, like, like, sure. Yeah. And, and even if they, I was like, well, I don't want to, I didn't ask you if you wanted to, I've told you what you're doing. Did you think I care? Did I ask? No. Well, it's gonna, yeah, you're fucking right. It's gonna hurt. It's either that or the baseball bat you choose, you know, like, like my favorite time this year, um, it was actually on, on cam, like the first, the first day of baseball season, the Orioles, my favorite team. And so I had like a brand new Victoria's Secret pink, um, Orioles baseball jersey. And like I'm wearing an Orioles hat, and this is the first time I like I'm doing Orioles makeup, and this guy's like, and I was like, it's baseball season, I'm so happy, and I was like, I don't care how bad my Orioles ever do, every game they lose, you're gonna pay for it. And I was like, do you think those baseball bats are just for hitting baseballs? No, they're for hitting all balls and going another way that you don't really want them to go. And it's like I love what I do. It's it's you just get creative, and like when that guy was like. I mean, yeah, we laugh about it. He had a, you know, but it, you just, you just have fun with it and you just go with it. And it's nice having that much control and power over someone. Yeah. And they, they just, they, a lot of times I think that men as well, they won't really admit to this, but they're naturally submissive a lot of the time. And and again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, it comes from different things. Usually it's a person with a very high powerful job and they want to have the, the power stripped away from them, which again plays back into hair. I'm stripping power away from you. Yeah. And you know it. So they, you know, they want to lose control. They, they, they want to be told what to do. They want, you know, and, and that's part of it for some people, but 90% of the guys in this world want dick. I don't give a fuck what they say. They can lie to themselves and everybody else while they want. It's true. And the proof of that is wanting to be with a transsexual. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. did that go ahead and make <laughs> yeah it's true like i am the fucking best of both worlds like yeah i mean I'm, I'm not saying a thing against men or women anyway my girlfriend will tell you like i will go ahead and eat her out like the best thing in the world but like i can go ahead and fuck her better than she's ever been fucked before and have her toes curled like you know what i mean like it's the best of both worlds and so you have these men who's, who don't want to be with a guy to go get cock. That would make them gay. Right? Yeah. That makes them gay. And so that's one of the questions I get asked the time. They're like, Domina, um, I'm not gay, but I want cock. I feel like if they're like, well, if there's a lady attached to the dick, then it's okay. Well, now you're getting into the more deeper part of it. It's absolutely true. The reason yeah. they come to me is because they want cock. But if they think that there's a, it's a woman that's doing it, well, now they can relieve themselves of that guilt. Yeah. Now they can, can. Now it's different. Their ego doesn't think that they're gay anymore. Yeah. No, I'm with a woman who has, and then it's a, a woman like you. Well, what kind of woman is that? A special as me, the one that was born in August, the one that loves autumn as her favorite season. What the, you know? What's so fun? Like literally. So I went to go. Like I went to the park yesterday, right by the stadium. I met up with one of my friends, and she's telling me like she, one of her friends that she was kind of hooking up on Tinder. Um, loves like pegging, right? And he's like, you know, I didn't Love even. It. He's like, when I when we were doing it, she, he's like, I didn't even 
Like, I thought that the dick was your dick. Like, I didn't think, I didn't, I, it wasn't like it was, like, not attached. Like, it was all like, you were fucking me with your dick, and it's... Mm-hmm. Well, it's, the, there's there's another thing, like, I, I'm very upfront in telling my clients in person that my boy junk, my bits and pieces, are not for them. Yeah. A lot of, like, a lot of my clients are shocked, like, my real life, in-person in clients that... I'm very clear. I'm not fucking you with my cock. Like, they're like, but you said you have eight and a half inches. And I'm like, yeah, my girlfriend and loves it. But yeah. that's not for you. That's for her. Yeah. Like, no, that's my thing. And that's a boundary for me. If you, if you don't want, if you're not, then that's, that's fine. Yeah. I don't care. But that's what's going to happen. And it, I also think it goes a little bit deeper. It's because then, then it's more of like, then if that's what they're looking for, then that's a whole fetish. And being transsexual like i am not a tranny that is so fucking derogatory and as soon as like whether it be like um somebody on the phone or even on 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 um on streaming like i'm i'm not a transsexual i'm not a tranny i'm a woman yeah if you were gonna have your girlfriend fuck you would she fuck you with a cock no she doesn't have one she'd use a fucking strap on yeah so i'm just gonna do it better than she could <laughs> you know what i mean yep. <laughs> so i mean it's like it, it i mean for me that's just what it is and like that's one of my personal boundaries and that's just fine like that that's for me and the and the person i'm in a relationship with yeah and and but they don't care they just want to get fucked they want to get owned they want to like i i think it's they they not only is it the fact that they they can't especially with a dominatrix because now not only is it not only am i a woman right now it's really okay, but with a dominatrix, you're making me do it. So it's like it's not their choice anymore. Wink, wink. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's a way for them themselves to relieve themselves. Like we were talking earlier, how transsexual women are are by far murdered at this point more than any other part of or, or gender or race or anything in this in in in, in the country, well, in the world actually. And it's because, and I and I tell people. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jamie Clayton and, 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 and Tracy and, and it's true. And I heard this, I heard them say this trans women aren't murdered for being trans. They're murdered because by men, because the men don't see the per the transsexual, they see what they hate about themselves. Yeah. It's like, it's oh because you're, re- you're revealing shit about me that I don't fucking like. Yeah. And I need to stop this. Yeah. So, like, it, it's it's that guilt. Like, you did this to me. Well, no, you did it to yourself. You just, like, like I don't judge you. If you, that's what you want, great. Go yeah. for it. Whatever makes you happy. Like, but sexually. But it's, like, when you start, like, I relieve your guilt of you thinking that you're a homosexual. If, if you want dick. And so people ask me all the time, and I actually always have two different answers. This is really funny. And it depends on my mood. Like, everything with me always depends on my mood. Like, one of the questions I get asked a lot, and I actually made a video of this on streaming, and it's funny. They'll ask me, they're like, Domino, am I gay? And so my first answer, if I'm in a good mood, is, well, you know, well, human beings are born. They're born with two innate things. One is the fear of, of a loud sound. And the other is the ability to suck. Because if they don't suck, you're not going to latch on. If you don't latch on, you're not going to get nutrition. You're going to die. So you're born with the innate ability and, and desire to suck. 
I mean, come on. That's why men suck on breasts. That's why, you know, well. That's why I do it. There you go. See, it's just back there and you don't know, but and you love it. So it just goes back to them. It's like, okay, well, what else can I suck on? And then they see dick and it's like, they want to suck on that cock. It's an eight. It's an eight. So I tell them that, right? And it's like, and you know what? And I was like, there's no such thing or good or bad. Don't judge you. It just is what it is. Why put a label on it? It doesn't, you know, so that's like, and I honestly do feel that way, right? Yeah. That's, that's my honest opinion when I'm in a good mood. <laughs> see i like the good mood answer that feels thank nice. you, you what's, ready the, what's the bad mood you want to see you want to get it how you want me to say it the way that i say it i feel like at the bad mood i'm gay at the end of that are you gonna be are you gonna be okay with this okay here it goes but like are you okay i'm like well let me ask you a question i'm like do you want do you want to suck dick and they're like yes ma'am and i'm like do you want to cock up your ass and they're like yeah i'm like well then you're a fucking faggot (laughs) like you know like what's the what's what are you not sure about if fucked hard like you're a fucking faggot you want dick you're a man you want dick yes you're fucking gay any questions do you know how to breathe how did you live this long being so fucking stupid like natural selection was good to you bitch yeah (laughs) like that's just like that's what i'm in about how do they uh do they how do they what happens when you say that they love it. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. Like then they're they're probably like if it's like they're then they're like even more turned on. They're like, oh my god, oh my god. Like, and then sometimes like people who don't think about it and they hear that and then it, it like they get turned on by it even more. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's okay. I'm not judging you. And then people all of a sudden. I mean, there's a lot of people who, in my experience that I've been with, and I mean, they'd love to be called faggot and gay and homo like they love it i think too like like you were saying like you absolve almost any responsibility by it being forced on absolutely you. that's that's the key right that and that's the, the psychological f- component behind it and and again i'm I'm, like- gl- I'm glad that i took this stuff in college to learn about these types of things because it is your your ego won't let you admit that you're gay yeah but if as all the time it, all the time it happens like Okay, so I kind of did this one time. Um, I was I was at this um, I was at this club, and this this guy was picking up on me. I don't date men. I'm not attracted. To, well, it's true. I'm not attracted to men in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I mean, I I only date fucking hot, gorgeous models, and that's the truth. And all my friends will tell you that they're like, Jesus Christ, how did you get I'm like me and you both? Exactly right. So uh, I've seen her. So yeah. You're, She's, you did pretty good. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, like they just, they were just daring me to just go ahead and fuck with this person, like, and just have fun. And so I was like, and so I was, and I was like, oh my God, do you want to go in the bathroom with me? And I'm like, yeah. And he'll, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden we get there and like, I'm like, take your clothes off. And like, he's like so fucking hot and like ready for this shit. And then I'm like, you want to take mine off? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I take my shirt off and like, I have a bra on. And I was like, you want to take my pants down? And they're like, oh my God. Because by this time they're like, and then all of a sudden I pull my pants down and they see an eight and a half inch dick. And they're like, I was like, oh, I didn't tell you. You didn't know. Oh, I hope this doesn't change anything, does it? And what do you think happens? They run out of the bathroom. Fuck no. They're like, no, it doesn't. 
Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All the fucking time. A twist of the story. I didn't but the thing, I would never fuck them. And I'm like, well, it kind of did for me. I'm not interested anymore. And then I fucking leave. <laughs> right? But like, what I did is I left this guy fucking naked in a bathroom. And he's too stupid to know that I fucking just made him an idiot. Now he's just like confused. Yeah, like all that macho man shit that he had is now fucking gone. Because not only did he have the hottest, he think, he thought that he picked up the hottest fucking woman in the bar that night, but she had a dick. And oh my, now he's going to tell his friends, like, oh yeah, I had this chick who we went to the bathroom, and he's probably lying to them saying how he got fucked his, you know, his eyes out and stuff like that. And yeah. Instead, yeah, I just love obliterating egos. And it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not interested anymore. I don't even like men. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I did. It was, that's fucking kind of a funny great. story. Yeah. That's great. The only thing that could make better is when he was naked if I shot him with a taser on the toilet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that way all the shit could come straight in the toilet when he shits his pants. <laughs> that would totally... And I, I mean, and then if there were tears, that would make me happy too. Yeah. I love seeing people cry. See, I can only do it after I watch like a, like a good sports documentary. Like a 30 for 30. Then, then it'll happen. What, 30 tasers for 30 minutes? Just crying. <laughs> no, what do you mean 30 for 30? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> no, these ESP like sports documentaries. Oh, okay. The 30 for 30. I mean, oh, they yeah, did a bunch yeah, of, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like I need a good like sports documentary, and that'll really just like get the emotions going to where I'm like, might be able to shed a tear. Oh, oh well, now we're talking about that. I'm a fucking... This is going to like totally blow my image, but I am like... In my personal life, I am the biggest sentimental sap. Like, it will not take much. I mean, I've been through a lot of loss in my life. I mean, I've had pretty much my entire family die. My best friend killed herself, like, when I was 20. Like, just a lot of stuff. And, like, so I take life very seriously in my personal life. And, like, I, I'm, my friends are like, how are you the sweetest person in the world? And I'm like, I'm not. You are. You know what I mean? Like, I always, it, it's not about me. It's not. Yeah. And so, like, I'll see those stories it started like with the um, Olympic stories. Oh god! Those, oh, I'm a fucking baller. <laughs> I used to, <laughs> yeah. my, the '96 Olympics, right? My like it was in Atlanta, and uh, my parents got these like these fucking VHS tapes of the games. <laughs> oh my god! And At you least watched, it wasn't like, Betamax. Fucking Carrie Strug or whatever the like Olympic girl that like broke her leg. Yeah, and then had to do the like the yeah. uh, fucking. I don't know where you run down the thing and do the pommel horse. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But like they're like overcoming all this shit. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Right. They're fucking their well, dreams are coming true. Okay, so one of my one of my even though she's not a dominatrix, one of my biggest influences as a dominatrix is the wrestler Alexa Bliss. Okay. Because if you see her character, she's just the per she should be a dom- I mean, she's making more money as a WWE. She's a total dominatrix. And so it's totally funny because I mean, there's there's Alexa Bliss, the character, and then there's Lexi Kaufman, the person. And people just know her character. They don't know that she was hospitalized in high school with an eating disorder. And the doctors told her parents, we don't know if she's going to live for another two days. Really? Yeah. I mean, she she had, had such a bad eating disorder that she was actually hospitalized twice. And to overcome it, I mean, once she started healing and getting better and dealing with it, she started bodybuilding. Nice. And then she became, she was the youngest person to ever get their professional bodybuilder card. Damn. Yeah, I mean, and you, that's inspired that like I'm going to tear up. Like that fucking and she now she has this platform and she pays it forward and helps people. So when I see like the the like the Super Bowl is what really does it. Oh, okay. You know when they have like those 6-hour Super Bowl thing and they always have this player and like 
Warwick Dunn oh, from God. Florida State. His mom got sh- his mom police officer. He buys houses for people. He they didn't have one. His mom got shot yeah. and killed as an officer in the line of duty. And he raised his his like. Are you? Yeah. Like. Yeah, that, it's, I'll, it's funny because my friends, if there's anything funny or it's like funny or, or sentimental like that, I mean, I'm just, I'm so like, it's so funny. It's so easy to make me cry, like for something like that. Yeah. And my friends are like, there she blows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Are you, are you a fan of stand-up comedy at all? I am. You got a favorite, do you got a favorite comic or, you got a favorite? Mm, I like, um... I like, I like Russell a lot. I think I started liking him when he was in Get Him to the Greek. Oh, okay. Uh, Russell, uh, what's his brand? Mm-hmm. Okay, Russell okay. Brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I actually loved. Um, I, I think the first comedian I liked was um, <laughs> was Sam Kinison. That's so funny. His fucking shit about uh Jesus, like that's is it. <laughs> like, okay, so he had that joke. He's like. He's like, yeah, you know Jesus wasn't married. He's yeah. like, no fucking woman is going to be like, well, where have you been the last three days? Where's your 12 loser friends who won't get a job? You know? and, and he's sitting there going, he's like, Jesus being nailed to the cross. He's hanging up there and he's like, you know, this shit wouldn't have it happen if somebody had bladder and a pair of pliers. <laughs> and like, you're laughing at this shit and you're like, why am I laughing when I feel so bad? Yeah. Like it's just like yeah. Okay. So at first it was Sam Kinison and and now Russell Brand. Like I just I think he's really funny. I, I watch him like nationally wise, but like I like there, we have a comedy zone here in Charlotte, and so yeah. I love to go there a lot because like you just see different people. Yeah, yeah. comedy zone's a good spot. I feel like I've only I guess maybe I performed there like twice, but it's a I like it a lot. Polly Shore, I liked Polly Shore. Believe it or not. Okay, yeah. Like I didn't know that he was a comedian before, and his mom like owns yeah, the comedy. Owned, yeah, 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 I didn't know any of that. Like I just saw this dude on MTV, and I was like okay but then i actually he put out an album yeah um and he did this whole thing about valley girls speaking french oh okay i don't know if i've seen it he's like he goes so the other day i was hearing this valley girl speaking french taylor doesn't like this story obviously she's like i heard this valley girl speaking french she's like oh my god i'm so sure monsieur monsieur for sure like (laughs) i was like oh my god (laughs) oh my god i'm so sure monsieur for sure like it's like maybe like he's never lived until you've heard a valley girl speaking french so then then actually after that i went to canada um on a trip and we were up in in uh toronto and they always think that we're stupid americans no matter where we are in the rest of the world we're all stupid americans so i of course have to live up to that to (laughs) that i mean i don't want to disappoint i'm a people pleaser i don't want to disappoint anybody i'm so like so obviously they speak french there right so i'm like i'm sorry no habla francais (laughs) <laughs> no habla francais. Yeah, I was, I was like, no habla francais. Okay. And they're like, oh my God, you fucking stupid fucking American. Fucking American. Stupid fucking American. And then especially with a southern accent, you fucking loser bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well bless your heart, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Delilah, I appreciate, you, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been, I've been so it's been happy. so much fun. Well, this, thank you. That's great. Thank you. Hell yeah. Before we uh, get out of here, do you want to plug any kind of social media or anything for the people? Um, well, it, it's a little bit crazy. I have a, um, I have a website where all of my links are. It's just Domina Delilah Shears dot US, which is Domina Delilah Shears us or Domina Delilah dot com. I'm sorry. Domina Delilah Shears dot com. Okay. Um, 
I have a Twitter, which it's the hand the screen name is nothing. It's just like um, MS Ran 19, where I do all of my stuff on Instagram. I'm at uh, Domina Delilah Bliss. So, yeah. Sweet. I mean, I have different things for different platforms. So the website is probably the easiest. Okay. And then people can always find me on Streamate. Like, I'm... You, I'm always on Streamate, like, and I, I love Streamate. They've they've changed my life. They're so awesome. Fuck yeah, yeah. Delilah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming. This has been Thank so you. good. It's been so great. Thanks. Hell yeah, listeners. We will be back later. That was my interview with Domina Delilah Bliss. Yo, shout out Delilah. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. Listeners, she just plugged it. I will plug it again. You can find her on Instagram at Domina Delilah Bliss. Her Twitter, at mrian19. Her website, dominadelilashears.us. I will have a link to all of those in the Libsyn page from this week, so make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at fullservicepod. You can find me at tankfunkadelic. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button, that subscribe button. You'll be alerted as soon as every episode drops. Ratings and reviews really do help for visibility for the podcast, so hit us with a five-star rating, write us a review, that would help us out so much. This has been episode 61, I appreciate you being here, we will be back next week. Who's it gonna be? I don't know, I might not, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna do a solo again, or I'll just like drop another interview, fucking follow us on Twitter, find out, I'll probably... <laughs> let the people know what's up there uh but i appreciate you being here i mentioned last week patreon it's happening i <laughs> i just decided just now it's gonna drop uh the tuesday before thanksgiving so i think like the 24th of november uh we'll go live but uh, we'll have a few different tiers so uh stay tuned it's happening <laughs> hey well we, we will be back next tuesday uh hope you have a great week uh, hopefully, Panama City, baby, we're here all fucking week. If you're here, hit me up. Hey, <laughs> I'll see you later. Peace. Full service.